brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to episode 172 of Fourth and John. This is a emergency pod. Uh, actually, we're in the middle of work at the moment, but we're taking a moment to talk about the crazy news. Doug mm-hmm. Pearson is out in Philadelphia. Um, they have decided to part ways um, after the second meeting um, that was had between Peterson and Lurie. Obviously, things weren't working out correctly in the eyes of Lurie, or could it be the other way around? Did Doug Peterson choose to step away? But the, the, the whole idea of it is there, you know, the drama has been building for days. We just did an emergency podcast yesterday. We're back at it again. Uh, shout out to Evan Hollywood Hearn and shout out to the, the man of the hour, Luke, um, who had this report probably a month ago. Over. Uh, December 6th. Uh, there was, he, he, he caught wind of a, a story. He stuck to his guns. Uh, how are you feeling today, my guy? I, I'm i not going to celebrate and say that I'm happy that the Eagles are in straight, like a massive forest fire, it feels like. Uh, but, I mean, it, I, I mean, I heard this, like you said, Gail, December 6th. Um, and I put it out on the timeline. People weren't taken to it. They're saying, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. Here we are, Doug Peterson, no longer the head coach. Um, After two meetings, like you had said, um, meetings that went absolutely southward. And obviously, he wasn't saying the right things. He wasn't doing the right things. Um, Is it because he wanted out? I absolutely believe so. Um, and here we are. I mean, we're we're not only looking for a defensive coordinator, we're looking for a head coach this year. So, yeah, uh, this offseason got way more interesting. And, and wild as it, as it is to like of a thing to see for Doug Peterson to be the only head coach that has ever brought a Super Bowl title to the city, and then just a few years later he's being removed. It's a crazy thing to see. But like you said, Luke, the writing was kind of on the wall here. I mean, like as Eagles fans, we watched this entire season and uh, Sundays almost felt like a chore. Just getting up to watch these games, be like, man, we're going to go get blown out by a bunch of nobodies out there today. That's just that that was the new norm. That was the new norm of Philadelphia at the time was the new storm. And uh, the thought that we're going to be going into next season with Doug Peterson again and his whole plan on how to fix what was going on was to keep press Taylor and not only keep him, but promote him to an offensive coordinator. And then they were talking about like keeping Corey Unlin around and being, being the defensive coordinator to fill in for Jim Schwartz. It almost felt as if Doug Peterson was trying to throw his coaching role the same way he threw that last game versus the giants. <laughs> now in, in the article that you wrote on uh, December 6th, um, you have that up 
where you um, made mention of not having that control. Um, you know, if you're looking at Ian Rappaport's latest tweet, uh, one of his latest tweets about uh, Doug Peterson being frustrated and, you know, and not having mm-hmm. that control that he that he wanted. And I, I feel like that's sort of a, a vibe that you can stick with after seeing um, and hearing some of the stories that came out about how he having final say about who's on the roster on, on, on game days about uh, Doug just probably not um, feeling um, comfortable in the situation and thinking that he could walk away and have another job lined up. Now there was also those news out news out there that saying that he could be traded and uh, you know, maybe the jets might be interested. That's, that's, that, that could be something uh, that, that they look at. I think, um, uh, but first and foremost, I, I, I do want to give uh, Doug Peterson a hat tip for what he did for the city of Philadelphia, for Eagles Nation, bringing a Super Bowl um, to a, a city and, and a fan base who was dying um, to see see that happen, uh, dying to see a parade down, um, you know, Broad Street. Uh, so ha- kudos to Doug Peterson. Um, sometimes things don't work out. I think, um, you know, it must be tough being the leader of, you know, this team and not feeling like, you know, you're the so-called leader of this team, but not feeling like you're the leader. Maybe that, that's got to be a frustrating thing. I think uh, him alienating some of the QBs, whether it be Wentz or, you know, the last part of the season in Hurts and everything just went uh, the wrong way. And I feel like I think it left Lurie with a, a bad taste in his mouth and, I think uh, they, they mutually st- stepped away, uh, whatever you want to call it. We're here, and the drama is building and building, and it's not the finale yet. So, um, and, I, and, and, I mean, I feel like I kind of, like, touched on it yesterday when we had our emergency podcast, and we talked about just the when they – that rumor that came out that Doug Peterson could was on the trade block, and they were, they were uh, expressing different – thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it. Uh, they were expressing just different ways to uh, get Doug Peterson out of here and maybe get something in return for it. And when I saw that, I was like, man, the writing is on the wall because teams do that all the time. Well, they'll put a guy on the trading block that they just they anticipate that they're going to be getting rid of. And their thought process is, well, maybe someone will be willing to give something up for him before we just outright release him. And so yesterday, like, was kind of the tipping point for me where I, when I read that uh, read that news, I was kind of like, man, there's no way Doug Peterson's coming back. No way. Yeah, I mean, it's just like <clears throat> so in, in the uh, in the article I wrote back, uh, it was probably a month ago, I, I said, uh, I said, who's to blame? Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie did not allot enough power to Peterson, whether it be in the roster management sector or assessing the current quarterback situation. This is rub Doug the wrong way, and he understands that he could have more say elsewhere, so why not leave? The Eagles now have their biggest controversy, controversy in the franchise's history in Wentz or Hurts. Peterson knows his worth and will not have any issue finding a job elsewhere. There are a few teams that will be looking for a head coach in the offseason, Falcons, Lions, Texans, and likely the Chargers. These are all desirable destinations as there's ample amounts of talent present in all these organizations. Doug Peterson will absolutely be the most targeted coach on the market, and he knows that. So, I mean, we said it. He he was the first coach to ever uh, win a Super Bowl in, in the city of Philadelphia. Um you know, he kind of turned a fan base 
uh, around. He turned the outlook around. And unfortunately, it kind of took a turn to, for the worse this year. Um, but without a doubt, he's going to be the best the best option at uh, on, on the market for a head coach. And I'm already seeing reports of the Jets are, are really interested in him. Um, I, I think that was Schefter or Rappaport. One of them put that out already. So, he, he like, he – there's no reason for him to stay here and one, not do what he wants, whether it be, you know, smart or not, whether he is a good play caller or not. We, I mean, we know how we all feel about that. Um, but I mean, he, he could just go on and he's going to be given so much more power um, at, at other places with, with just a different look, man. And I, and I think that's really going to help him and it's going to help us. And that's why we saw the mutual part of ways. It's because both parties kind of realized that, Hey, maybe maybe it's time for us to split up. It, it's like a, it's a, it's like a, it's not an ugly divorce. It's just a, it's it's just a, a parting of ways. Saying maybe you know it's better, it's better for the kids. <laughs> now, Jason on Facebook says, any ideas of potential replacement of head coach? Uh, you think about the idea of having Dorsey in the building. Um, you think about Matt Lombardo's report earlier uh, um, from FanSide a couple months a month ago or so, saying that wherever Dorsey pops up. Um, Eric B. Enemy might be, we'll, we'll go with him. Uh, you're talking, uh, he's already interviewed other places, um, has not interviewed with the Eagles as of yet. But if you think about uh, the situation that a coach has come in into, some some people might see it as a, is this a place that a veteran head coach wants to come to? A first-year head coach with a GM like Howie who's you know has control of things, but with a football guy in Dorsey, who knows the enemy uh, through and through and the enemy knows Dorsey through and through who could help guide him along, um, you know, selecting the, the right players for the system that maybe the enemy uh, wants to run and bring in that kind of culture that they cultivated um, or at Casey and Casey's been flourish, flourishing as of late. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, there is news about Lincoln Riley as well. Um uh, and that's the that's the other story. It's like, all right, is are they going to retain Carson Wentz? Are they going to keep him in the building? Are they going to move forward with Jalen Hurts? Are they going to try and move forward and try and get a quarterback on a rookie rookie deal uh, when you're paying one million in chains for uh, a starting quarterback and moving Carson Wentz for value? We don't know that yet. We're we're all speculating right now that Wentz is still safe in the building. But again, like if you're if I know you guys here, you, you might want to just, you know, roll Wait. the dice on Wentz again with another guy calling the shots. Could be interesting. I, I would like to see Wentz back next year, definitely. But, like, you bring up Lincoln Riley, who worked with Jalen Hurts, coached him. Like, do you think that if a guy like Lincoln Riley was brought in here, that's kind of putting the seal on what they plan to do with the quarterback position? Because I, I think if Riley's brought in, that guy is kind of telling me they're leaning to move forward with Hurts. I mean, that, 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 that would be crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it would make sense. Um, you know, if you're talking about bringing new ideas, the fresh ideas to the table, shout out to Paul from London, uh, fresh ideas to the table. Uh, Lincoln Riley is one of those voices. Um, Arlette says, do you guys think they will give Deuce a shot? I think Deuce is a guy who has uh, his, his word has a lot of weight in the locker room. Um, we don't know exactly what he is as, as a play caller. Um, I've mentioned a couple times on the East. He did the East West uh, Shrine game. 
Um, and he was offensive coordinator. He, he was the head coach and he was, he, he called the plays down there, but, uh, what is his voice in the Eagles locker room? Um, we know he, he's a father figure to a lot of these players in the locker room. Um, but is he a guy that they're choosing to move forward as a head coach, as a replacement that's yet to be seen. Um, yeah. and, and that's, that's, that's kind of exactly where I stand with, uh, Deuce Daly is that like, I love Deuce. I, I love having Deuce involved in the organization, but quite frankly, with Doug Peterson's total control that he had over this team, I really don't know what Deuce exactly brought to the table exactly and how effective it was. And so I'm looking at a guy, like if we're comparing Eric Bieniemy to Deuce Staley, like, like one just has way more proven to me. I, I look at Eric Bieniemy and just how explosive that chief's offense is, and it's kind of hard to ignore. And so I think of someone that was involved in a system like that, how productive they can be versus someone like Deuce Staley, who I um, he's a familiar face and I'm comfortable with him and the, and him and his relationship with players in the locker room. But I don't exactly know where like the, the level of his game calling. Right. Um, shout out to AJ. Uh, he says bring in Dayball. Uh, I mean, that, that's another name that's been uh, run out there. Shout out to Chris. He says, why? Another non-playing calling Chiefs OC. What does this do for us? And w- and what makes him that qualified? Because he was on the best team. No thanks. There's no good reason for everyone to be shouting his name. Andy's gone. We need a fresh face system. But you know how, how it is in the league. It's it's all about who you know. Uh, it's about relationships. It's about, um, it's about chemistry. And you're talking about if you're bringing in a guy in here um, with Dorsey stamp of approval, uh, name the guys that are on that list that are that are um, that he would he, that he would vouch for. Um, I, I'm not sure where who who spoke with Matt Lombardo about this story, but right now it looks like it's heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they're um, they're going to start interviewing people, and we'll figure figure this thing out. But it's uh, where do we go from here at the moment? And and I also think a lot of it has to do with uh, what they decide to do at the quarterback position. Um, I think, you know, if they decide to keep Wentz and kind of try to revitalize his uh, his play, I, I think you look at a guy like the ball, like AJ had said, um, who wasn't an absolutely fundamental part of turning around Josh Allen, but he absolutely played a role. Um, and, you, I mean, you see – you saw the Buffalo game the other day, Josh Allen – Really, really talented quarterback. Um, definitely improved on his game over the past two years, um, and and really honed in on it this year. Um, but then, like 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 you said, Gal, the whole Lincoln Riley thing. If they decide to roll with Hertz, I could absolutely see them, you know, talking to talking to Lincoln Riley. But I think the B enemy thing, <clears throat> um, I'm not as big on it because I personally I want to get away from the Andy Reid coaching tree. But it's pretty hard when you look at it and you see six playoff teams this year all used to coach under Andy Reid. And that is um, – that's really impressive. I mean, Peyton, Nagy, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to be able to list them off right now. Um, but it's impressive. And and half over half the league is, is you know, from the Andy Reid coaching tree. And that just is a testament to him. Um, and, and obviously you see what he does in KC, but yeah, I really think it depends on what the, what the move of quarterback is. I mean, I could even see them kind of clearing house and, and maybe even getting rid of trying to get rid of both quarterbacks, maybe take a, maybe take a quarterback with the sixth pick and, and hopefully be able to get a, uh, a first rounder for, for Wentz. Um, I mean, obviously they're not going to get one for Hertz. 
but they can get some draft capital. And, and I could see that absolutely happening. I mean, Howie Roseman has done crazier things. Um, and I know Dorsey is, is kind of has a little bit more say now. But, you know, when they hire a head coach, maybe the head coach comes in and says, you know, I want to pick my guy. Um, and maybe they do, they do give the head coach a little bit more power because obviously it didn't really work with Doug. Um, kind of it created that created that wall between the two. Um, but I mean, the, the, the central theme here is something has to change. Something did change, but th- there's more change ahead. And, and I think, um, I think Harry Roseman has to realize that, you know, he's on the chopping block and if he doesn't change what he was doing and he doesn't start to give people all their responsibilities and he kind of takes a, a step or two back, I mean, it's going to be him next year. I mean, it, it may, it may well even be him this year, but it's definitely going to be him next year if we have a repeat. Now, Jeffrey's comment here, he says, Eagles' situation isn't good for a good coach to want to come to. And this is what I kind of reiterated, too, is that this is the scenario that we have here. It's like a, uh, you know, like Fisher Price, my first head coaching gig. Like, you're rolling up here, and you know that you have training wheels uh, type situation. You're going to find a guy who's looking for their first head coaching gig. Howie, again, we how many times have we uh, – you know, uh, said this, uh, you know, they're inseparable. Um, as much as we all, uh, you know, have a problem and, and an issue with Howie and some of the moves that he's made, the idea that John Dorsey is in the building tells you that that is their, that is their, that is their reason for the fix there. He's the guy that's supposed to uh, bring Howie through the GM rehab. Um, he's the guy who's uh, holding his hand through this, these next couple steps. Hopefully he has final say. Um, I mean, he's got to have final say. I mean, in my heart of heart, like, they don't give him final say. What is he here for? I think uh, he gives him an opportunity to right the ship. Um, uh, and if, if he wants to move on, that's where my issue is. If, if Dorsey wants to move on after a couple, a year or so, and then it, it, we're, we're going to be back here in the same boat. But again, this this whole idea of inseparable that makes Eagle fans upset. I know, I know. We're all we're all like, you can't yeah. miss on draft picks, especially in a Carson Wentz rookie tr- contract window, and expect to be great. Um, you you missed on a lot of picks, and this is why we're here. And um, if we had playmakers that you might have selected, would would Dougie P still be here? Probably. Um, yeah. I mean, again, but the, we talk about the culture of the locker room, but I also talk about the culture in the front office. Uh, we, I think it, we're on we're on Front Street now. Uh, the Eagles' front office is on Front Street. Um, there's only one 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 person to blame now. Jim, uh, we talked about it before. Jim Schwartz is gone. Dougie P is gone. Targets are on Howie Roseman's back, as they should be. As they should be. Um, real quick, uh, Jeff McClain just actually tweeted. Oh, this wasn't just actually. This was uh, – I didn't even see this. This was about a half hour, 45 minutes ago. He said, Jeffrey Lurie in the Eagles statement said that he and Doug Peterson agreed to part ways. While that may seem like a nice way of saying he was fired, it's actually partially true. Peterson was ready to move on as well per a source close to the coach. I, so, I think- I, I do think, uh, but I, th- I think, uh, I think Dougie P, uh, Dougie P was ready to move on from Jeff McClain's um, comments and pressers. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Doug, Doug, Doug was fed up, man. Uh, you, you could tell that he was just, uh, he's completely checked out. He's, he's been checked out for the past month or so. I mean, you look at his press conferences, super uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, angry. Um, just if you're, if you're going to read, I'm a, I'm a big fan of body language and looking at his body language over the course of the last probably six or seven weeks, it got worse and worse as each L stacked up. Um, and to think that the L's are stacking up and Howie Roseman, I mean, as ugly as what we saw out there um, with this football team and the news stories dropping and the leaks and all, just imagine how ugly it was behind the scenes. Their relationship must have been, I mean, we, we've been getting word from people saying that their relationship was rocky. Um, and here we are again, like again, people might want to say whatever they want to say. We're here. Dougie P is gone. Like this is where it's this is where it's at right now. We're we're picking up the pieces. People were calling me. People were calling me crazy because I remember it was like uh, week sixteen. He's, Doug Peterson showed up to a press conference wearing a uh, uh, a random like hat and like a uh, from like some Adam small Monroe, college, right? like, yeah. polo. And I'm like, and this was like a couple days after I had put out the that report and. I'm like, I, I mean, I've never seen him like this. I've never seen I've him never, not I've wearing, never, you know, something Eagles related. related. And, and it, it was, to me, it was just, I, I was, I was yeah, taken it, back. It, it caught you off guard. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. like I said, like uh, the writing has kind of been on the wall here. Um, you know, hasn't been exactly black and white as to, you know, Doug Peterson's going to be released, but like, we could just kind of, there was a sense in the air, uh, in Philadelphia that things weren't right. And that we could potentially be walking down this road. Now, when you initially came out with that report, Luke, um, you know, there's other people around the league. I mean, some of the, some people covering the league, like Chris Sims, he's, he also, uh, reiterated that he heard it about Dougie P wanting to move on. Um, so, I mean, there was some, some word out there, um, and and some of the people, you know, uh, in the comments, some, you know, some, some past shows, people saying that we were just saying things to say them, uh, we're not trying to do that here. We're trying to like, uh, again, we love the Eagles just as much as you do as fans and and trying to analyze our favorite team. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. Um, and have fun at the same time. Obviously this season hasn't been fun. Like, like we've had in past couple years and uh but um you know it's very interesting um kevin says it was even reported that some players in the locker room were agitated with doug for benching hurts we Um, all knew that yeah yeah we we also you know we had we had a couple texts from some players who said that they knew the situation at hand um that doug was going to um you know tank the game um but the way that in fashion that it was occurring is what got people upset. Like the players knew that the tank was in and it could have been in, but the way it, that it happened, uh, they were kind of upset with. And then, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a weird situation. Cause you look at um, Jason Kelsey, you like look at Ertz, you know, real veterans that are on this team to see the situation at hand. They probably sat on that field and were like, dude, like how, how did we get here? Like, how did we get here? So, uh, you know, again, a culture change, um, you know, <laughs> is in the works. Uh, we're going to try and figure out who the, the new coach is around here. 
Um, I know there's more breaking news in the future. Yeah. Uh, Tim says, the enemy, Deuce, Salah, McDaniels. I mean, uh, uh, McDaniels, I just want to say F you, bro, because if you just would have took that job with the Colts, we wouldn't be here, okay? We would have been on a second Super Bowl, and uh, we wouldn't be here. But, uh, you know, Salah, uh, um, you know, he – is he, is he, is he, is he, is, I, 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 you know, I'm not sure if I see him here. I mean, you, you know, he brings great energy, brings great energy, but. Yeah, I just don't, I don't see, I don't see, I mean, I would love it um, because I am more defensive minded. I think that's how you build and that's how you kind of revamp or rebuild. But I don't think, I don't think Lurie, you know, has any want to bring, bring a defensive minded coach in here. Um, all three of the other ones, though, I could absolutely see. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see within the next couple weeks. Um, because, you know, in the NFL, once someone's gone, you have to find someone else quick. Or, you know, your favorite your favorite ones on the market are going to be gone by time by time you want to jump at them. So, I mean, if Kansas City ends up losing this Cleveland team, who knows, man? Maybe, maybe we might find out something within the next week or two. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, it, it was time, dude. Like, I think the writing on, was on the wall. Like, we've been seeing, you know, um, the only thing consistent about this team has been awful play calling, bad bad locker room culture. Um, you know, Carson Wentz regressing. Um, and just leaks. We've had consistent leaks throughout the whole season. So, I mean, that's where this, this team was headed. I think, uh, you know, you just look at, you know, you look at the NFC East and the coaches that came in uh, who were first year in this division who outcoached Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that we're, uh, the way that our, our guys were utilized or not utilized, um, we can go down the list. We can go down the list of offensive players on this team. So this is, goes out to the people who keep throwing uh, Jalen Rager under the bus. No one I – mean, we couldn't even learn how to utilize our own fifth-year quarterback, let alone our tight end, let alone Miles Sanders, let alone uh, keeping Travis Fogelman while he was hot. Um, a lot of mismanagement was going on. And um, at the end of the day, I feel like the you – know, you know, I did get some, I did, did get some news about some players were, um, were shocked. You know, uh, I'm, still, I'm still waiting to get a couple more uh, – um, some feelers out. I put some feelers out there, just trying to figure out uh, what they got to say because that, that that'd be interesting. Um, um, it's just interesting, dude. I can't believe we're here. Crazy day. I can, but I can believe we're here. But it's finally here, and we get to see some draft prospects tonight too, which is the best part. We got the sixth pick, fellas. Things are looking up. I know. It's, it's all about turning the page. Tabula rasa, I mean, clean slate. Talked about you that. made you made the uh, Luke. You made the, the point about like do the like if if you want to add another page to the world's turning. If you if you if they draft the quarterback at six, like I mean, you, you talk about bringing in a new coach. <clears throat> you have a new football guy in here. There are all their jobs are attached to that. Their 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 job stability is attached to whoever's yeah. the quarterback there. So I think they bring in a guy then and they basically say, you know, 
be be like a doctor and and tell us you know identify the the problem and then prescribe us some medicine and whether it's you know a new quarterback if you have to clean house um i mean i i hope to god that it's not another north dakota state quarterback because that would just send this city into flames um but i mean if a guy like justin fields is there or or uh uh what's his name zach uh taylor like i mean do you do you pull the trigger maybe very well maybe and and i think it's it's like i said it's it's like a doctor prescribing medicine whatever whatever they think you know we need that's what that's what we're gonna get so right i mean there's gonna be i don't think there's some real you know there's some cornerback talent there uh certain and um you know farley uh maybe a horn uh i mean and, and you got like you know jamar chase <laughs> i mean it's it's gonna be hard like to mess that pick up um and i feel like again if they if they want to throw the mix in for a quarterback that's when you're like, all right, um, it's going to get real, real in the fields. And I think uh, with that kind of talent that's on the board, you know, it, it's 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 tough. Um, shout out to Soko in the in the chat. Let, let's get Howie out of here next. That that seems to be the vibe in, in in the chat right now. A lot of people are, um, yeah. You know, I, I have isn't enough. The removal of Doug isn't enough. We also need to remove Harry Roseman. That's being said a lot. Now Pete brings up a interesting. He's like, uh, if you get in a minority head coach, you get a third compensatory pick. You ruin your rule additions, right? I thought that I was. Know. I thought that was the Chiefs get the pick. Do they get the pick? I th- I think it was. I think it's that. I I remember. Uh, who someone came out? I think it might have been. I forget who came out on an article. I was reading. I think. I think it this this rule is a little misconstrued. I think actually the pick goes to the Chiefs for, um, I believe I could very well be wrong. I'll, I'll look it up as soon as I'm done, you know, babbling. But I think that the team that has the coach will send will actually get the uh, comp- compensatory pick. I could very here, well be wrong. Here goes uh, it says in another attempt by the league to bolster minority hiring for. High-level jobs against the backdrop of lagging record of, of diversity by its teams. The gist of the resolution: team that loses a minority assistant head coach becomes a head coach, or loses a personnel executive who becomes general manager, will receive a third-round comp pick in each of the next two drafts. A team that loses two minor, minority staffers to a head coach and general manager positions would receive three third-round picks. Given multiple measures instituted. In the name of diversity over many years, uh, why will this resolution prove unanimously by owners pending approval by the NFL Players Association? Um, this was by Jarrett uh, Bell from USA Today. That was November 10th. Um, it's interesting, um, but it is what it is. Doesn't that seem um, backwards, though? Like, wouldn't teams – like, why would teams – why would teams want to give – a team like the Chiefs, more picks. Like, wouldn't like you know? You know, I follow what I'm saying. Like, shouldn't it be opposite? Shouldn't the Eagles be the one that, like, if they hire the enemy, they're the ones? Yeah, getting- but yeah, you, you have to kind of consider it as like the Chiefs were the guy that built that him up to the point to where he could accept that head coaching role. You know? 
Yeah, but I, yeah, no, yeah, I no, I get that. I get that. And Marcus makes a good point right here because um, you know the Browns GM, you know we lo- we lost him to to the to the, to the Browns. So um, do we get a pick? Do we get a conflict? Well, maybe that that new rule was just put in. So I don't, yeah, know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you know, Evan, any any words before we get out of here? I know uh, I know both of us are working at this moment. I don't yeah. look like I'm working, but this is my work tire. I work like this. Um, I, I mean, ironically enough, right before like this news break broke, I was having a meeting with my own boss. I was having a boss with my own CEO. I thankfully still have my job. The same can't be say, said about Doug Peterson. But uh, it looks like I will be continuing my position into 2021. Um, I just want to tell everybody, you know, be on the lookout because we're going to be posting a lot coming up. I'm anticipating a lot of more breaking news coming up. So make sure you follow all the guys from Fourth and John. Make sure you uh, put the notifications on anytime we go live, anything like that. Uh, You don't want to miss anything. We're going to be there breaking it. Uh, Janae, I am doing work over here. I'm doing the Lord's work. I I do memes and contracts in my sleep. Uh, Shout out to Nickelodeon for that NFL uh playoff game yeah that was uh, actually so, pretty cool i liked it probably y'all yeah, I, thought, that. I thought it was pretty neat young uh, Sheldon uh, was uh was school in their chest out at nickelodeon about Plumpkin? Uh, a job well done she's a young star <laughs> i thought it was, i thought it was pretty good pretty good stream yeah i thought it was good uh but i mean uh to reiterate what evan is uh make sure you're following subscribe uh hit the notification button um we're gonna be going live a lot this off season talking about more prospects uh, and getting ahead of the game. Um, we're getting some player interviews as well with some of these prospects. I definitely want to get your take. Any players that you want uh, us to do some videos and content on, let us know. Shout out, uh, you know, hit, hit us with a DM or send us an email at fourthandjohn at gmail.com and we'll try to get those prospects up. But for me and the guys, we'll see you guys soon. And, and as always, fly. Eagles fly. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.